seven, nine, one, two, six, four, three, four, seven, nine, one, two, six, four, three, four, seven, nine, one, two, six, four, three, Things are starting to get weird. Angel has vanished and we have stumbled onto a missing person, Professor Chaddock, who seems to be on the number station and who is also being looked for by a PI, Legrasse. To top it all off, Harry has been having dreams which Angel seems to have written something about. After our last conversation she went home to try and get some rest. It took some convincing but I managed to get her to take a couple of days to get some distance from everything. I had to agree to ring her and let her know how things were going until she got back on her feet. Damn right, because I know you're going to go off with this Legrasse woman and then you'll never need me back. <laughs> I know you're joking. You're right though. I am going to look more into Chaddock and Legrasse is the only lead I have on that. I'll call you tonight. Go home. Get some rest. I'm here in a cafe on the other side of town waiting for Legrasse. She called earlier but I was too slow to actually get my recorder going. But she told me to meet her here and then we would go from there and get something on Professor Chaddock. But she is late. Thank you. So I thought now would be a good time to just go over everything in the cold light of day rather than the somewhat dark small studio where everything always seems somewhat scarier. The number station has sets of numbers which we don't know what they are yet and links to a Professor Chaddock on the recording but we never got to find out exactly what he said because our tech guy, Angel, vanished. I can't look too much into that. Harry said she would wait for him to get in touch if anything like whatever has happened to Chaddock has happened to Angel, then maybe Legrasse will help us kill two birds with one stone. Seems like a decent recap. This is for your thingy cast. Oh, Miss Legrasse. Legrasse is fine. Mmm, good coffee. So, you want to give me a hand with the case, hmm? Well, I thought we could really help each other. You see... I'm not sure you'll believe the story I have to tell so far, but I think we need to get moving, or it will get too late. Wait, where are we going? I went through the papers in that box, and I think I know where Professor Chaddock is, and what he and his fellows are planning to do. Why shouldn't we inform the authorities so they can handle it? Uh, we will when we get there, but it's a bit of a drive. I'm parked down the street if you're ready. Wait, wait. 
Can you at least tell me where we are going? I'm not just going to jump in a car with you without knowing where we are going. I'm not 100% sure, but it's somewhere near Pendle Hill. I'm hoping that if we travel now, we would get there in twilight and be able to see where we need to go. This is Harry. Leave a message after the beep. Hi Harry, it's Eric. Listen, I'm on my way to a place called Pendle Hill with Lagrasse. We should be getting there this evening. If we're right, Professor Chaddock will be there, and we can get that part of this story all straightened out. Call back when you can. Hope you're good. Is your friend okay? She'll be fine. She's just a little exhausted. You better tell me what's happening. And maybe tell me exactly why you are looking for Professor Chaddock. <laughs> it might be better to start with Pendle Hill. There's probably more chance of you believing if you know the Pendle Hill story first. Alright. The story starts back in 1611, around Pendle Hill. I'm sure you won't be surprised to hear. I don't know how much you know about this time in history. Not much, to be honest. Very well. You're recording this, right? I think your listeners might fall asleep if I go into too much detail, but there was an on and off problems with witchcraft throughout the country and beyond. Ah, you mean the Witchfinder General and all the hysteria around it all? It's certain that many innocent women were killed needlessly, but there was a real problem with witchcraft. Wait, what do you mean a problem with witchcraft? You mean the trials were the problem? The trials were a problem, but that's not what I was talking about. I'm talking about the actual problem of witchcraft, especially at Pendle Hill. You mean actual witches? You serious? The trials were obscene and I doubt they ever found any real witches, but the witches were real. Think about it. You mean people who think they are witches? Maybe I should just tell you the story and you... And your listeners can decide. So, 1611. There were a few towns and villages around Pendle Hill and Pendle Forest. I don't know all the details, so there will be gaps. So the basic account of what happened at Pendle Hill, it began with Alison Device and John Law. John Law told the authorities that on the road he came across Alison who was begging and he refused to help her. But then she asked the devil to lame him. A day or two later he was struck with stroke. But was able to tell the story of Alison. Right, so this Alison was actually a witch. I have no idea, but what she did was to accuse her own grandmother, old Demdike, of being a witch. Now, it was a common knowledge among the villagers that Demdike was a wise woman, and had been for decades before. So people very quickly believed that Alison was telling the truth. 
So her grandmother was a real witch. By the standards of the day? I would say probably. If we're talking about a healer and advice giver who had knowledge of rudimentary natural medicine from herbs and such. But if we are meaning of a woman who called forth the powers of devil or was, then I don't know. But like Alison, I doubt it. Okay. But it was not only her grandmother she accused. She also accused the whole Chattox family of witchcraft, which her father backed with claims that his illness was caused by them. He died not long into the trials of this mystery illness. Well, that could just be a coincidence. Today we wouldn't hesitate that it was, particularly if you take into account that the two families had been feuding over money for years before this. Right, so the whole thing was just two families trying to get the other in trouble. So far, when Alison's father died, his illness was linked to four other deaths in the village over the last couple of years and blame for it was laid squarely at the Chattox family. A member of the Demdike family, James, accused Alison of cursing a child and Elizabeth Demdike confessed that her mother had marks of the devil. So it was grandmother Demdike, grandmother Chattox, Alison Demdike and then most importantly, as you will see for our part of the story, and Chattox, were all called to trial for witchcraft. What's so special about Anne? That's jumping ahead of a bit. There's more. Okay. To cut a long interwoven and somewhat poorly recorded story, eventually eight more people were called to trial for witchcraft and these trials began in the summer of 1612. Only 11 of them ever made the trial as the old grandmother Demdike died in prison. So what happened? Well, the trial went, as most did, unfairly. 11 on trial were found guilty and executed. Only one was not. Who got away? A woman called Alice Gray was the only one to walk away. We need to stop. It doesn't seem like this story is getting too much for you. <laughs> no, I mean the car. We need petrol and I need a toilet. Services are coming up in a few minutes. Then, I'll tell you the rest of the story. How much more is there? Oh, we're barely halfway through. Hi, this is Harry. Leave a message after the beep. Sorry for the late call. You're probably asleep. I'm surprised you haven't got back to me yet. You must have been more exhausted than you thought. Look, we're nearly at Pendle Hill. We've stopped for a few minutes. The grass has been telling me an amazing story about 17th century witches, but I'm still not sure what the story is here and what it has to do with a number station or Professor Chaddock. She says there's more. Look, get back to me. I'm worried about... Still no answer. Shit. You, you scared me. No, but like I said... It's alright. 
Is there someone to check on her? I'm sure she's fine. Okay. Ready to go? So? Right, where was I? The witches were tried and executed except for Alison Gray. Right, and this is where history goes quiet. But people like you looked into the matter and the papers, and there's more to this story, and they were interested to the point where they asked me to find someone. Chaddock. Yeah, but I didn't know that yet. But let's not get ahead. Need to think of your listeners. Right. So, the tray was carried out, and Alison Gray was left off, and the rest were executed for witchcraft, and the word carried on. Except I have been led to believe that there was in fact only one witch among these twelve. Are we now talking about actual witches? I know you don't believe that. Not so long ago I wouldn't have believed me either. But I've seen things. Things I can't explain. But that's not what we are talking about. I'm guessing it was Alison Gray, the survivor. Yes and no. I thought that at first. I was hired by a group of people who wanted to find Alison Gray's descendants. That is who I was looking for. Professor Chaddock is Alison's descendant. Like I say, let's not jump ahead. So, I was an investigator turned genealogist. It was an area I'd been in before, with finding people for wills and such. But never quite like this. So I had a little help here and there. Honestly, it was interesting. A new kind of angle on investigation. Who was it that hired you? We'll get to that, we don't... I know, I know, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Anyway, I really struggled to find anything on Alison Gray. I found a description of her from some of the old records and some records of the village she lived in. Then, all records just stopped for Alison. But? But... Records began of Anne Chantrey. Why does that name ring a bell? Famous witch killed in the early 1600s in France. So who was she? At the time I convinced myself it was a coincidence and bad record keeping. But then I found some more descriptions and I think Alison Gray was executed wrongly somehow and Anne Chatox was released tried witch. I mean, how? Witchcraft. I dwelled deeper into the records and everything fit with Anne Chattox being this enchantrain. And she had a family. I told my employer this information and they understood that this was the missing piece of the puzzle as to why they had never been able to get the descendants of Alison Gray. Because they were actually after enchantrain all along. But who? And why? I was told a family fortune from well before Alison and Anne had been found and they wanted to follow up and find their heirs to it. A lie? I was early to meeting with them once and I saw... I saw something. And I heard something I'm sure they didn't want me to hear. What was it? 
They said that I had rounded up the last of them and soon it would be all over. I didn't like their tone, but I thought little of it at the time. But something nagged at me. A few weeks ago, I went looking for the descendant of Enchantrain. Professor Chaddock. Professor Chaddock. When I found out he had gone missing, I... I nearly couldn't. I... I thought I had led them right to him, and they... They... I did a little digging into my employers. I had dreams of memories coming back where the conversation I would have with these people were different. They messed with my mind, I'm sure. My god. I know. But I don't know what it has to do with this number station. It was the song. What? The song at the start of the number station. It's Ring a Ring of Roses. Yeah. Online forum talked about some other PIs who had been taken in by group they said were called the Circle of the Rose. Circle of the Rose? Knowing what I know about Pendle Hill, in that box from Chaddock I found a tale of Pendle Hill and today's date. I didn't know what to make of the grass and the story of Pendle Hill. I couldn't ignore the logical flow of it and Professor Chaddock being a descendant of Anne Chantrain, or Anne Chateau, but I still didn't know why, or what this had to do with the number station, and I still hadn't heard from Harry. Well, let's not leave our listeners worrying about me. Harry! I know you wanted to leave it here on a cliffhanger, but our audience know I'm fine, so maybe tell them what happens next before the end of the episode, and then they can find out why I wasn't answering the phone. And there is a much better cliffhanger coming. So, what is the plan when we get to Pendle Hill? We need to see the situation. If Professor Chaddock is there, then at least we have found him. And we can go from there. What if he isn't there? I wouldn't be driving out there and certainly wouldn't be driving you out there. Unless I was absolutely sure. One way or another, he is there. What do you mean, one way or another? He could be there either willingly or unwillingly. Which do you think it is? I don't know. I doubt he's there willingly though. He's had no sign in his past of anything linked to the occult. I think he has been taken. This is the turn. What is that? Guessing witches. Then maybe. Wait, what are you doing? The grass. 
Hey, leave her alone. Bring them inside. Hmm. A recorder. I turned your recorder back on. Wakey wakey. What? Where? Take your time. You've had a hard blow to the head. Where am I? Just a room. Where is- She is nearby. Who are you? It's Chaddock. Excellent. Tie her next to her companion. There's much to do. from darkness was made for the darkest paid podcast the executive producers were alex smith and tonks harry was played by e lydia wren played lagrasse cassius hodges played professor chaddock Derp forger provided the voice of the cultists the call from darkness was produced by benny dogman and was written and directed by the host (laughs) 